Thompson's Water Seal protects all kinds of outdoor spaces, even the concrete ones, even if we can't agree on what they're called, like is it a porch or a patio. The only difference you'll notice is the one protected by Thompson's Water Seal. Trust the seal. Thompson's Water Seal. At Ozo, we know you love bacon. The smell, the sizzle, the crispiness. So we made True Bite Bacon out of plants. The smell, the sizzle. The crispiness. Think it's too good to be true? Well, bite into it to believe it. It's 100% plants, 100% delicious. Ozo, a true bite experience everyone will enjoy. And thank you guys for tuning in to the Realist of the Visionary News. Yeah. And what we have going on now, guys, is a website. You can now join us at TheRealistDivisionary.com. That's right, TheRealistDivisionary.com. What we really want you to do is to click that first tab on top that says Community Chat, make a username, and join our Community Chat. Drop nothing but knowledge. Facts. You guys can drop scriptures, news articles, and YouTube links, or pretty much anything pertaining to truth. So go ahead, check out the website, therealistthevisionary.com. Flood up our community chat, all right? Talk to us about anything. And check out the other features on our website. Live streams coming soon. Coming soon. Woo, woo, woo. So thank you guys. Go ahead. Check it out. Peace and blessings, everybody. The realist. The visionary. The realist. The visionary. The realist. The visionary. The realist, 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 realist. And And this show is brought to you by Struggle Life. .net will get you new fits on strugglelife.net. Word. My name is Tina and I am the realist. And your boy Dutch the Visionary. Yes, and thank you for tuning in to another episode. Welcome new listeners. Please do us a favor. Follow us on TikTok and IG at the realist the visionary and head over to www.therealistthevisionary.com check out all the cool features on our website head over to the righteous speak which is a segment where we allow you the listener to voice your opinions to be heard and featured on the show we will be asking a new righteous speaks question so please stay tuned towards the end and you can also go over to the chat drop us some love drop us some links head over to the live stream look at the episode look at the blogs okay so head over to www.therealistthevisionary.com. Hi Dutch, how you doing? I'm doing alright, how are you? I'm doing quite swell. I'm doing quite swell. <laughs> you have any news updates for the people? No, not really. I mean, they got the money pox. You know what I mean? We calling it money pox, not even monkey pox. They got those vaccines all fresh and ready. Yeah, no. 
Ain't nobody's questioning nothing. They just gonna go with it. Talking about, oh, did you look at the news? Did you see the girl's face and the way she described it? Oh, it was terrible. And I'm like, y'all fall for anything. We will eventually do an episode debunking the monkey pox. The money pox. The monkey pox. We're gonna call it the money pox episode. The money pox. Yes. No, we're gonna call it what it is. It's called the money pox. That's not gonna work for SEO. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that they, you know, block monkeypox yet. I don't know, maybe. Like how they, you know, block COVID and shit. I mean, they do. I'm pretty sure it's ready and locked and loaded. But, you know, um, they got these. I love the video. Shout out to, uh, to Sophia and Solomon. They got a video on their page. It's just really hilarious with the. The uh, the compilation of Biden saying, "Hey, you know, if you get this shot, nothing's going to happen to you. You're going to be fine." And then here we are now. Just recently, he's like, "Yeah, you know, I got COVID, and you know, <laughs> and I'm double, triple vaxxed up." You know what I mean? Such clown fuck shit. People, yo, you you vax people, man. Got some interesting characters. Though. Nonetheless, I will say this: y'all are very interesting characters. Um, y'all belief is shattered. And everything, and then I always have to catch myself when I come out talking to y'all because you'll be talking to them about something, and then they'll tell you that you're weak minded, and then you'll look at them like, But you're vaccinated, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, But what? I'm what? I'm weak minded, but you're vaccinated. What are you talking about? Like, anyway, you know, but all for that because, um, you know, it is what it is, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Um, What's the percentage now? What you think it is up to? You think they got eighty percent, ninety percent? Yeah, definitely. Really, you think it's a strong eighty to ninety percent of motherfuckers out here that got it? Yeah. Damn man. It's the way that they walk around with confidence. Like they think they're protective, then they get COVID. The next niggas week. are hybrid human beings. Yeah, I mean, I'm just waiting for the transformation. I'm a little. I'm not gonna lie to y'all, family. I'm a little scared out here. I feel like we gonna have to fight Nemesis. I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen because these niggas out here mixing flu shots, and then Missing. five five COVID vaccine boosters, and now the monkeypox vaccine. It's gonna be some weird creatures out here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we up against. Okay, y'all seen the Resident Evil series? They already showing y'all. They had so much truth in that series, and they showed you how that little girl. You know, it was a process. Shorty, you know, took a little vaccine and, you know, it appeared that the person was okay. But then what happened later, you know, it was like days later, days later, Shorty started to transform. You know, she started to act all crazy, started to have some superhuman strength (laughs) before she actually fully turned, you know, and it all has everything to do with the DNA. They try to lie and say that, oh, it has nothing to do with, you know, DNA changing or manipulation, but that's everything mRNA. It even comes down to the PCR test. That's why you have to stay away from it, family. It's crazy. I don't watch the Big Bang Theory. It just so happened to be on the TV. Because you know with Hulu, once you're done watching something, and if a series ends, it will just randomly put some new shit for you to watch. And so um, behind one of the characters, there was like a little whiteboard, and it had DNA. Um, What did it have? What did it say, Dutch? It said PCR. DNA... Testing was it? Testing kit. It was like DNA testing equals PCR. I was like, oh shit! Let me screenshot that. Let me just make sure that's what it said. Hold on, because I'm pretty sure that's what it said. Mm-hmm. Yep, 
DNA tracking. So happy I looked it up. DNA tracking equals PCR. And what are the tests for COVID? PCR tests. So it's interesting that for phase one, with these tests, it has something to do with DNA tracking. And then with the vaccine, it has something to do with uh, changing your DNA sequence. But okay, you know, but people don't believe that. And, you know, if you Google it, if you cap check it, they're going to tell you something else and they just get comfortable with it. But, you know, whatever. Who are we? So let's get into today's episode. This is episode 158 and the title of the show is called The Child Star Curse. The Child Star Curse. <sighs> the Child Star Curse. Oh, my goodness. Listen, listen, listen. We've talked about pizza gay. We talked about the satanic pedophilia Hollywood and all the sick things that they do in the industry and you know all the things that they do to children we talked about adrenochrome there's episodes dedicated to these topics so all you gotta do is go to the website search adrenochrome episode pops up search pizza gate episode pops up but let's talk about this child star curse because it's quite disturbing you know child entertainers like them niggas have been in the game since they was like five, six, seven. Even younger because Even like younger than that, wow. Mary Kay and Ashley, full house, babies. Newborns. One years old or less than one years old yeah. into this game. As soon as they could talk, that's it. Not even. They literally came into it like maybe a year and a half. Like oh, they were in a Gerber baby commercial off rip. They were in the full house episode, but the child star curse is a curse on children who grow up in the satanic entertainment industry. Okay. So to the public, they're portrayed as drug users, drug abusers, people with mental health problems. But in actuality, they're actually victims of satanic ritualistic abuse. Um, Satan loves to commit evil and depraved acts on children. You know, even the Bible speaks about this. It talks about Molech and um, Balau or Baal. And it talks about how back in the day, in the biblical times, all the wicked people, they would sacrifice children to Satan. Unborn children too, born ones. That's why you bitches who love adoption, not adoption. That's why you bitches who love abortion, you fall in this category because it's a sacrificial gift to Satan. A lot of the people who perform the abortions are satanic high priests, wizards, okay? Witches, warlocks, all that shit. And so we're going to kind of talk about some actors, share a bit of stories, but I think it's important. And Orlando Brown inspired the show and also the, you know, the nope movie by Jordan Peele which if you haven't heard that episode you need to go and listen to it because we do a great breakdown and that show is about the fall of Hollywood the judgment y'all is going to cast on Hollywood and it's really sad because children they're innocent a lot of children they didn't ask for this but then they get involved and then they stay committed to it unfortunately right it starts off with their you know their parents selling them to the industry and then it just kind of like dwindles down into just a whole bunch of stuff so what's your what's your thoughts on like child stars dutch i mean from what i know about the child stars they you know like you said they just victims man you know they've been through a lot in their life um i, I feel like a lot of the females they witches you know and a lot of them people fail to realize 
and ain't even the kids' fault. The parents are the are the pioneers of who already has been in that industry. The parents be past musicians or they used to play in bands or they used to be stars i mean besides that you know it gets that deep but just the surface level like i said like you know a parent could be oh this kid plays on disney but the parent used to work for universal studios you know i mean there was a top ceo executive of universal studios at some point in life you know um people would find it hard to believe that parents will put their kid up for pretty much auction off rip some people find it hard to believe that some babies are, are products of a ritual that the parents had to take place in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think a lot of the parents are involved. Like Dutch said, either they've been in the industry or they are involved in Freemasonry or Eastern Star. They're just kind of like connected because everybody can't be selected. You know how Yah has a chosen select? Um, Satan imitates and mocks. So I Personally, I feel like it's the same thing. Not everybody is going to get that stardom or that fame. It's only a select bloodline. You get what I'm saying? So, you know, the parents are very wicked and it's sad. You know, all the stuff that children witness in this evil industry fucks up their mind. That's why they can't handle it. And when you see them grow up, you know, they are like, oh, drug users, they're crazy. Orlando well, Brown's crazy. Something happens with them. Most of them, at least. All know, of them. It's just that life. some of them that you don't see act like the ones who can't handle it. Um, they could be cloned. They're just controlled like and things of that heavily right. under MK, but their MK is like working in yeah. a sense. Where the other ones, they're kind of like breaking. Yeah, they're just breaking. Out of they're it. done. They just kill them. Yeah. Kill them off. Say they'll tell the public, oh, they killed themselves in a the hotel room, or they drowned, or they got into a car accident, plane crash. I tell the public some bullshit that didn't happen. Yeah, man. Um, um, what's some child stars? Let you that you got right now. Like the first one I thought of right now was Hannah Montana, Molly Cyrus, you no, know, because her dad Billy Ray, he's been in the industry this before she was born. Uh, I mean, she ain't somebody who is like strung out on drugs, but people saw the change, the shift where she went from Hannah Montana the to this dual. raunchy bitch who wants to twerk and do all this extra right. stuff. Um, yeah, she's one of them. But I wanted to say that a lot of the parents live vicariously through their children. Oh, yeah. It didn't even have to do the industry. You got them show bitches, them show moms. Oh, pageant, pageants. These these whack, washed up a- thoughts that want to live through their little babies and just pimp their children. I hate parents right. like that. That was a show. Yeah. At one point, they had mm-hmm. the little prom, the little prom baby. Had them all dressed up in makeup, two, hair makeup, extensions, fake teeth, all that. Fake teeth, flippers. What is this shit? Little, little baby lost her tooth naturally. You throwing in some dentures in her mouth. Yeah, they call it flippers. That's what they call it for the kids. Flippers. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's really sad and disturbing. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Disney since you mentioned Hannah Montana. Let's just get right to it. Like, let's talk I mean, about Britney. Come on, it's Britney, bitch. Cause that bitch. I mean, Britney during <laughs> when we was growing up, Britney was like the our from what I can remember, that was like the first of the not the first, but she was one of the prominent in the early two uh, thousands. Of the child stars that started going bad shit crazy. Yeah, she started off um, in Disney. I forgot the actual specific name, but it was her, Justin Timberlake, and Christina Aguilera. They were all a part of um, some type of 
Disney, um, what was it? Do you remember? I don't remember, but y'all probably know. Like Disney music shit? Yeah, it was like something with that, but it was early, early Disney. Like, like it was early Disney. And it's interesting because I was just watching this. Um, I know you said this show was kind of inspired by Orlando Brown. I was watching this uh, this um, interview that Orlando Brown did with this other dude, and they was very adamant in this interview. These guys was very adamant on not wanting to fuck with him or him not having the ability to do anything in the industry and being tormented the way he's been tormented and put out and portrayed because he's been signed with Disney and Disney has lifetime contracts with their uh, employees, with their child stars. Yeah, he said one contract and they got your ass. He said that in another interview. One yeah. contract, they got your ass. And D- Disney's number one for it from what I've hearing. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you know, if the public... A lot of niggas just don't even understand how deep this shit go. Like, to niggas, it's just like, like they, I couldn't understand the thought of a contract. A lot of you niggas probably never even read a contract before. <laughs> Hold on. Let's pause on Orlando Brown because I want to talk about him because there's a lot to, like, unpack with him. Going back to Britney real quick, you know, I feel like she was the first that kind of displayed that, like, public meltdown. Like, she was not right mentally or they at least portrayed her that way. Um, and you know, the infamous time in 2007 when she shaved her head, everybody was like, what's wrong with this bitch? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She shaved the head. She was looking like she was all on drugs, but they're not on drugs, people. They are having psychotic breaks because of all the satanic ritualistic abuse that was performed on them when they were children when they were underage they witnessed a lot of stuff they were made to do a lot of stuff in Orlando he definitely shares that so going back to him because we're going to talk about Disney and Nickelodeon stars for a moment and get on to other people too but Orlando you know he said a lot these last like few years He's been on Vlad and other, you know, interview platforms. Um, The first thing that he has said was that, you know, they made him and Raven engage in sexual acts when they were like 13 or 14 years old. That's that infamous. (laughs) When he was talking about sucking on her and stuff. And, you know, what's crazy is that. You know, Kyle Massey, the one who played um, Raven's little brother on That's So Raven, he even kind of like subliminally like co-signed this. He was like, mm, everybody's saying Orlando Brown is crazy with that mm, bop bop, but maybe Raven busted open and drove that nigga crazy. And then even Raven herself with her nasty lesbian white wife, she was doing an interview and she was talking about like this particular love that she had with a former you know, co-star, I don't know if she said co-star, but it was pretty evident that she was talking about Orlando. And so it's pretty evident that they did have a sexual relationship or things like that. But Orlando, you know, he's been talking about that. He's been talking about like, oh, you know, Will Smith raped him. He said that Michael Jackson set it up. And when he's saying these things, this nigga's not lying. He's not fucking lying. He brought that up again on that other interview. He tried to calmly deny it. He was like, what? No, I never worked with Will Smith. And the guy was like, so you never said you worked with Will Smith? Okay. And he moved forward. But 
it's, it's that's why I love that interview because that interview was like he he said the shit and it's like okay who, who he did that interview with with, with Funny Margo okay he does another interview that's I don't think it's fully launched yet with Tasha K and we're gonna talk about that one too because he says a lot of shit in that one but yeah he's accused Will Smith of raping him he said Michael set it up he said that Nick Cannon gave him oral sex mm. he said that Nick I let you suck my dick <laughs> and when he's saying this He's not lying. He says it in a joking way, just like how I said. Like he like said, Bow Wow got good pussy. Yeah, like <laughs> Jim Carrey would say certain things. He even said that. So when he says that Bow Wow got good pussy, Bow Wow might be a tranny because he even says that Diddy and Jay-Z are trannies. He called them his aunties. He said they're half man and half woman. They're not lying. Everybody likes to focus on the he tranny. He called them niggas half men and half women. Yeah, he, he called the, Jay-Z and Diddy half men and half woman. That's what he said. That's hilarious. So my whole thing is... They like to sit here and just pinpoint women. Oh, that's a training. That's, there's men in the fucking industry that are not really men too. Okay, i.e. fucking Bill fucking Gates. That's a fucking woman. If you look at him and his fucking wife together, that's clearly a man. His bitch, and he's clearly a bitch. Okay, he looks very soft. Like he's like aging. When they age, it really starts to come out. Whatever they do, the hormones, whatever lies that they do, you know, they can't contain it. He even gets deep. He talks about, you know, soul selling with Tasha K. He talks about soul swapping and skin wearing. So when we think about that, we have to think about the cloning, how people are portraying to be a certain character, like a Dave Chappelle. That's not fucking really Dave Chappelle or Gucci Mane. All this skin wearing, soul swapping. This is real shit. Okay, the Joe Biden, that nigga who, I don't know who the fuck that is. So this is real stuff that he's exposing. Yo, Byron he is a robot. They he been, even says been, Raven's not real. Go ahead. They've been, um, I mean, I said it on an episode a few ago, but I'm, I'm jacking Joe Byron and a few other celebrities are, right now, they're blatantly showing the clone. They're showing the, the android robotoid. And I say that because I was watching, um, briefly, I was watching E. You know, that's that thing E? Mm-hmm. Where they sort of, so we told it to the celebrity E. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about, right? So. He was doing an interview with a random white guy who I don't know who he is, but he's probably like a white actor that no one really knows about. And the person or the thing that was there was looking a lot like those little Chinese Android robots that you might see scrolling on the gram or on Facebook or some shit. If you're paying attention, you might see, like, oh, look, China reveals their new Android secretaries. You know what I mean? I seen. When I seen this one actor talking, the way his mouth was, the way his eyes looked, the way his teeth looked, very fake. Hmm. And the host is just talking to him that regular, like his human, but mm-hmm. the lips wasn't connecting all the way through. I'm like, oh, this looks like a robot, but I can't put my fucking tongue on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the fact that I had to question if somebody's a human or not, because they don't look real, and it's not because of TV and makeup. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, these people be looking like clay. It's true. Like, they, they look like true. clay. Like, you said skin wearing? You know skin who just wearing. had a, some pictures that look like a bodysuit? Like a, like a, uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, Big Mama House? Or is that the wrong person? That Martin? No, Eddie um, Murphy, Big Mama House? Eddie has done Rasputian Res- and other things like you know um, the Nutty Professor right Nutty Professor yeah. and even uh, Tyler Perry with the Medea what's the chick um, Run, Rev Run Shorty daughter Angela 
get like Vanessa. So, I think Angela Simmons. And I was looking at her pictures. I guess they did some some modeling shit at some Versace mansion over a couple weekends ago. I don't know. It was on Instagram. All the girls, you know, girls would be like, "Oh my god, body goes," or "Got to embrace your natural self." And I'm looking like, you know, I've seen a lot of natural bodies over my life, and I just feel like this is a bodysuit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's something about it that just feels. Um, not it's not authentic. What's the one I'm thinking of? That's the opposite from authentic. It just fake. Yeah, it just feels <laughs> fake. It just feels replicated. If it just it doesn't feel real, not, nothing with these people seem real. Like remember we look at Nicki Minaj and like her eyes look like super white. Yeah, she's a clone. You know what I mean? Like it's weird because what they do is the caricatures that they have out there for the public to indulge with. They are kind of charismatic, and so that's why people, the sheep will at least appeal to them on that level, because they're like, oh, they seem kind of human, like, the way they yeah. talk, but they're not. But they're not. <laughs> but let's go back to this crazy-ass child star, besides Orlando and besides Britney. Let's talk about Amanda. I'm going to just throw some, I'm going to throw some names out Amanda there. who? Amanda, Amanda, please. Amanda, please. Amanda Bynes. I haven't heard from Amanda Bynes <laughs> in years. Amanda, I used to like the big year of corn shit. I don't know why I thought that. Here's a hillbilly moment. That shit was. <laughs> you feel me? I love the all that. Uh, all that, song. right? So what happened? What was the crazy? What happened with, with Amanda? Um, Bynes? she's fucked up. She look like Britney. You know, just the crazy ratty wigs, the drugs, the multiple arrests. She had a lot of hit and runs, a lot of car accidents. Um, it's funny because Lindsay Lohan was like, "Well, damn, that's how Nick gets treated." Because she's like, "I'm Disney, and they fucking lock my ass up." This bitch is walking like um so it's I mean, funny they're so trying she, to tell you crazy um talking about Lindsay lohan that's another fucking one that bitch was involved in a lot of substance abuse a lot of jail time there's a pattern that we're going to reveal to you guys you really substance abuse too interesting substance abuse that's how lil wayne said that on that song i got that white girl that lizzie lohan <laughs> <laughs> you know what song I'm talking about? I don't know, but I know it's what you're talking about. It's a mixtape song. I, think it's a, I forgot what's on it. But, Zoom. yeah, that's so funny. Um, um, You know, let's actually, like, veer left a little bit. Let's talk about sacrifices, because do you remember the famous Jet Jackson? Who? The famous Jet Jackson episode. Okay, you probably seen it. Jet Jackson. It was a black child. He was like a, a super spy or like action pack type of show. Well, okay. It was played by Lee Thompson Young. Y'all probably know. And he actually was sacrificed. Um, they found him in his apartment, like just overdosed. Mm-hmm. Or no, not overdosed. He committed suicide. Supposedly. That's what happened. Allegedly. Supposedly. Allegedly. And so a lot of people just felt like his death was very suspicious. And a lot of people thought, you know, no, something's not right. You Even know? the full house dude. Randomly killed himself. Which one? The most recent one from Full House that died. You gotta tell me about Saget. Yeah. Let's talk about Full House. Um, Because you talk about child actors, even the adult actors that was very young playing on a show with most of these child actors also went through a lot of crazy shit too. Well, Full House, um, Jody Sweden, who played uh, the middle daughter, I don't remember their names that much on that show. But she played the middle child. She was on drugs, coke, meth, okay? And she actually reveals that she was sexually assaulted as a child. Now, she ain't put details out there, but I got every 
fucking suspicion that it has to do with that show with the actors the casting the directors the evil people in that industry and the fucking Olsen twins them bitches look like reptilian oh, yeah. fucking crack Who, Mary Kay and Ashley? yes yeah, Prince Williams ain't doing it right if you, you ask, ask me. me if I was him I would have Mary Kay and Ashley but terrible but even that bar though it was you no know, about niggas in Paris because they was talking about just being drugged up, you know. What I mean, the whole the whole point of the song is being drugged up in Paris and living your life. But back to Bob Saget, though, a lot of comedians, you know, when they used to do like the celebrity roasts, a lot of them made weird jokes talking about him being sexually involved with the Olsen twins. So that shit is not cap either, you know. Yeah, That's every every cap. joke has what truth behind it. That's a fact. All That's right. a fact. But going back to some Disney stars. Um, would you say the Home Alone? What's his name? Pronounce his name? Macaulay Culkin. How you say um, his name? Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, <laughs> he was on drugs. Really? And when you see these people's pictures, they look like they are on one. I mean, Aaron Carter went down a, a loophole. Aaron Carter's another one. I think he was kind of Disney-ish, but he was Disney-ish, yeah. but more just a child singer. Yeah, child singer. Um, Bow Wow. There's a pattern. Well, Bow Wow doesn't count. No, Bow He's no, he doesn't count. To me, he's one of those child stars that are on the I mean, opposite end. He got booty played with early. That was one of the biggest rumors back in the early 2000s that Bow Wow got raped by one of his security he ain't guards. Like displaying the like homosexual crazy shit. That right. Everybody else is displaying. He definitely was touched. Don't get me wrong, but he's not on this list of the people who are drug abusers, right. mental health problems. Demi Lovato, another one. She's pretty prevalent in the music industry. Bitch was a cokehead, like coke addict and she talks about it they're they're trying to cope it's um, a mechanism they're trying to fill the void they get the yeah. tattoos they get they, they do the drugs all yeah. of this stuff Shia LaBeouf let's talk about Shia LaBeouf Shia LaBeouf oh man poor Shia, Shia LaBeouf man. they was elevating that nigga they was that nigga had Transformers on lock Best he had movies. all these other fucking movies The Eye and what's some other thrillers he had mad Legends. fucking films that they was putting towards this nigga he went from even Stevens to I'm about to become a very big like film actor. And he actually another one on drugs. He actually was um, in some type of scandal with one of them dance moms. You know, dance moms. You want a Western adventure, but you also want modern convenience. What you want is Boise. We have 15 breweries just miles from Hop Farms. And our downtown is packed with more than 100 craft restaurants. We have an outdoor theater where deer walk by. Seriously. Oh, and we have more than 200 days of sun every year, which make those hundreds of miles of trails around the city Pretty awesome. This is Boise, the unexpected West. Plan your trip to visit Idaho at visitboise.com. With the fat bitch Abby, um, he actually did a video for Sia, the weird bitch with the wig. Um, that she, he was dancing very weird, very um, perversely with this little girl. Hmm. This little girl, even with dance moms, people have said that the mother of Maddie, that's the star of the show, that the one that was actually in this video with Shia LaBeouf, that her mother would throw up the goat, would do all kinds of wicked shit, and they had to kind of like start to edit that shit out. So it shows you that these parents are pushing their children in right. this fucked up industry. And Sia, that wicked weird bitch, she really took an interest into that little girl. It was it was becoming where the actual sheeple was like, "What's up with this bitch and this little girl?" You know what I'm right. saying? It's like See, getting weird so, out here. So again, like I said, the like 
before we even point the things that yo the kids went batshit crazy the we gotta look at the parents my nigga you feel me like I mean even take it back to Drizzy Drake his dad was a fucking musician I mean, he ain't he crazy right now an evil but his Jewish mom was a, is, clearly people look at his mom and say niggas look at this nigga mom and say something's clearly wrong with Sandra Sandra's clearly an evil witchy joint and then on top of that you look at him, look at him like he's calling Queen Collective right now, but he's definitely getting a lot more, a lot gay. His gay, his gay's coming out a lot more lately. All right. Yeah, because once they start sucking dick and getting in the yeah, ass, they really start to like, I want that. And he probably been like that, but it started to come out a lot more lately where he can't really hide it as much. And again, his dad been in the industry since forever. You feel me? So again, parents is, is just, uh, you know, what's the word I'm thinking of with the parents when they uh, chauffeuring? Um, I know escorting your kids into the industry. It's another word, but I know what you're talking about. You know, um, let's move forward. Selena Gomez. Okay, now Selena Gomez is on the opposite end. She's on the drizzy, the bow wow end, where these people appear as normal, right? That that they cursed and affect them when they were all touched and fucked up. But I bring up Selena Gomez because she's tied to a conspiracy with Kanika Jenkins. I don't know if you remember the Kanika Jenkins story with a little black girl. She was at some hotel party and then shorty ended up in the freezer you remember yeah, that yeah. so they say that that bitch dropped a video like being in the fucking freezer and at the time Selena Gomez needed a um, some type of organ some organ transplant I don't remember what it is now what they will put out there is that her friend which is another actress Francia Raza gave her one of her organs but nigga I call a fucking cat. Now, I don't know how true it is because a lot of people did a lot of digging with this Kanika Jenkins story. They even said that to the fact that this bitch wasn't even real. It's just all kinds of weird stuff. When you actually look it up now, now all of a sudden they magically have pictures of that bitch in the freezer. What? Where did they get these pictures from? Because I know when this shit was back out back then, I ain't seen no pictures of the bitch in the freezer. Because a lot of people said that she was in the freezer because they were trying to harvest her organs. Or they did try to, or they did cut her up or whatever. But what you see in the pictures, she just looks dead. She don't got no cuts on her stomach or her chest or anything. But people tie that. And I just bring that up because of the wickedness in Hollywood and all the weird shit that they do. We already know that the Rothschilds, Rockefellers, them niggas is... They love to get them some fucking hearts, okay? Or right, which one died? But we are gonna talk about it on another show. That nigga had seven heart transplants. They say that's a lie. <laughs> of course, when you go to the Google, the cat chat's cap- gonna say that's a lie. But nigga, the, that's a fact. That shit been a thing since the early two thousands. Like I hate. That's why I don't fuck with Google no more. I I, I only I hate to even tell niggas to go Google it. Like no, don't Google it, my nigga. Google won't lie to you. That shit's been a thing since the early 2000s that that Rafa Childs nigga has been having heart transplant surgeries. And he died after the 7th or 8th one or whatever the case is. And we seen the picture of that nigga last and that nigga looked at half dead. Warren Buffett is the next nigga who, who's been very quiet on the rich list. But this is just a sidebar. That nigga has a stock that never died. It's crazy. Like, he has one stock that never went down all these years. It's fucking crazy. Interesting. Yeah. And his stock, that stock is four hundred and something thousand dollars for one of those stocks, and that's the only. That's probably the richest stock that I've ever seen so far. Robinhood, the most wealthiest stock outside of Tesla, Microsoft, 
Facebook, every little stock you could think of, that nigga has the most expensive stock and it's never went down. Talk about world power. He has a plan now that when he dies, all his people who has a stock of his is going to get like a percentage of his will, some crazy shit like that. Like, talk about world power. But anyway. Let's keep it going. Um, Lelaine Vergara Parras. Now, who the f- <laughs> fuck is that? She was in Lizzie McGuire. She was Lizzie's best friend. She played Miranda, bitch, meth addict. Even the small bitches, the side characters, the supporting roles—they can't get past the shit. And, that I, they see. and I will say this: people are going to be people. All right, things happen with people. Um, I've met a guy in real life who. Played on one show on MTV And he told me Don't believe everything you see on TV As I pressed him on being a guy On this particular show It was like one of those shows um, The fake reality shows But he showed me how He told me how MTV stage and shit And um, pretty much Like I said He used to say don't believe everything you see But with these people That turn to drugs Like I said they're coping with something And they are Contracted, signed in blood, vow not to ever say anything, and if they do, they will die, or somebody around them will die, or they just make you look stupid, or they just make you look crazy, and they'll, they'll tell you straight up how many movies and shows and sitcoms or whatever you got to see with that same exact message that I just said. Oh, it doesn't matter what you say because the whole world is going to think that you're fucking crazy if you try to tell them about it. So tell the whole world about everything we've been doing. They're just going to think you're a fucking batshit crazy because we're going to make the world think you're a fucking crackhead lunatic. Speaking of that, let's move forward to B2K. B2K got the ladies pumping and keep the body jumping. All right, since, since we was in the early 2000s, there's always been a thing knowing that what's his name had his booty hole fondled. Let's talk about Raz B. And I hate it. It's so cringy because people literally swept this up. I hate when these people like Raz B or Orlando throw out this stuff and then people just want to automatically dismiss them. That's wicked. That's so wicked. Well, that's the point. It's that's like very wicked. And it doesn't shit. matter. They don't care. They don't <laughs> care. So Raspy, he ain't being comedic like he like Orlando was. Raspy literally blatantly, he used to be all over World Star back in the day, talking about how Chris Stokes, his cousin, which is which was also the manager of B2K, and Marcus Houston raped him. He said that Chris Stokes, they all B2K was raped. They were all raped. There, there was even a call that you could still find the video today of him talking to Ray J, talking about all these molestations and all these things. And Ray J never denied it. He never denied so, it. And if we have these little facts out there, why do bitches go to the fucking scream tour and, and when they're grown and just we're gonna we're gonna bypass that this nigga said he was fucking raped and touched as a child in this industry we're gonna bypass that there was serious videos of Rasby with his face all bloody I know y'all probably seen those videos back in the day they fucked with that man and y'all I'll, just gonna sweep it under the rug I'll say why care when they're still on that stage dancing and performing I agree but why don't people like like take heed of what these people are saying and that's the Even issue with Marcus Houston so let's talk about Marcus Houston because I feel like people like to paint Tia and Tamira as like oh they just came out so perfect them bitches is wicked too but they're just on the opposite end like I said them oh, isn't is one wicked. of them on the view nah the, uh, the real, the one real. Of the, it was Tamira that was on the Richie. real but 
they try to play like, oh, they're just so, they're so poised. They're so eloquent. Oh, they just speak so well. They're just so proper. Them bitches is fucking wicked too. They've been fucked up. They play a little bit with the cult shit. Uh, they just do it very, very under the table. And Marcus Houston was their buddy. They and that nigga is the one who was accused of fucking Raspy. And B2K, they were all raped. They try to play it off because they don't want to appear as gay. Um, Amarion even admitted on Vlad, like, well, yeah, he was probably molested. But he just doesn't want to throw Chris Stokes under the bus because Chris Stokes still fucking Amarion. Because Chris Stokes is still cutting their fucking checks. Chris Stokes nigga. be setting up shit. Yep. Yep. Speaking of boy bands, let's talk about the Jacksons. Let's bring it back. Okay. Let's take it a little bit of old school. I mean, before you go, I mean, even if I yeah, the Jacksons, real quick, look at the Jacksons. I mean, we see what happened to Michael. And right, and they showed us in the movie the abuse, and they showed us very watered down versions of what the shit he probably the really had to go through. Joe Jackson, and that first and of all, Joe's still alive. Yeah, no, he's not. He's dead. Joe Jackson died. He died. Oh my bad. He died, but that he's alive for a long time, nigga. That nigga is ugly as fuck. That nigga look like a vampire. That ugly ass nigga. Ugly ass nigga. Probably is. Ugly ass nigga. That nigga's so hit. And, he, and again, that's another version of your parents bringing you into the That industry. nigga sold his children out. All of his children. He watched them get fucked and molested. Latoya said that her father abused her. She said that she was sexually abused by Joe and her sister, Rebe. Okay? She says that. She claims that. That she suffered from it. She said she, if her, the mother denied him sex, he would go in the fucking room and fuck one of them. That's fucked up, right? Okay. I, mean, I think they. I, I probably don't believe it, but then you see articles that Elon Musk's dad got his stepdaughter pregnant. It's crazy. And you niggas would think that oh, these niggas is just talking shit. It's just rumors about, but it's just celebrity rumors, bro. They're not just coming out of nowhere with mm-hmm. these accusations of these things. These things are all plausible shit. There was another book too where somebody claimed to have seen um young MJ and some other unnamed, you know, male relative half naked and aroused and just all kinds of stuff. Um some people said that, you know, Joe was leaving him in the room with fucking prostitutes and all kinds of shit. Um, they kind of touched on it with the Jackson 5 movies too it kind of a little bit. And they even say Diana Ross was fondling them little niggas. You know, he's, you know, he has some obsessions with Diana Ross and fucking Elizabeth Taylor and all these old bitches. They was all fucking with him. They were breaking him into the industry. So that's just the Jacksons, which is fucked up. Even to take it back further, different strokes. Okay. All them children was fucked up. Todd Bridges, crack cocaine. Fucking jail. About the Brady Bunch. <laughs> I don't know about them. Dana Plateau, the little white girl, fucked up. She's actually dead. Suicide. Damn. Gary Coleman, that nigga, he, Ty Bridges is still alive, but Gary Coleman, he died about 12 years ago in 2010 when he suffered a brain hemorrhage and he had a lot of fucked up things with the law. All three of the different strokes kids fucked up. So I'm just showing y'all a pattern. So it don't matter if it's modern with the Disney and the Nick, we take it back to the Jacksons to the different strokes even Saved by the Bell okay Saved by the Bell if y'all familiar with that 
that one. Um, Dustin Diamond, that nigga's dead now too. That nigga drug abuse, arrest, sex tape scandal. All right, all kinds of stuff. And he even like made a book claiming that the whole filming involved sex, drugs, wild parties. He was fucked. Dustin Diamond was really fucked. That's how you know that they really fucked with him. Even um, Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth Berkeley, she played Jesse Spano. That bitch, her first project outside of the show was playing, playing some type of lesbian stripper fucking whore. Like, it was a very raunchy, nasty movie. And then the little black girl, the only black girl, that bitch was all fucked up. She has schizoaffective disorder. And schizoaffective disorder can be caused by trauma in childhood. She's all fucked in the head. Last time we seen Lisa, we're like, that bitch looked terrible. They always look terrible. They always look fucking bugged out because they were touched as children. Okay, they were touched. Um, Family matters. Even if the role was supporting or so insignificant, they all was still abused. The little Judy, that little, um, the little sister that went up the stairs and never came back down, she was all fucked up she started doing porn drugs alcohol all this stuff okay even a nigga who played the terminator child who played the young john connor fucked up heroin addict what's going on so you telling me all these child stars it's just a dink that they're all on drugs and they're all accused of mental disorders what you think dutch nah it's not a coincidence bro it's not a coincidence and, 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 and it's so bad that nowadays we so desensitized so we just joke about it like oh look child stars signing time to Disney they'll be off the rocker in a couple of years you know what I mean it's crazy it all stems from satanic even Drake and Josh Nickelodeon my bad it, yeah they dumb tool he was a little druggy whatever but yeah it all stems from satanic ritualistic abuse okay now we talked about this on our pizza gate episode i'm gonna briefly mention it again now satanic ritualistic abuse or sra it became heavily prevalent in the 80s because a lot of daycare was under flack for doing some real sick shit to children okay this includes just emotional abuse like terrifying them threatening them fear um down to just sexual abuse where they do some maybe incestual shit could be the parents that was you know the satanic people and they just want to touch their children they mutilate genitals they beat them they cut them um they taunt them they do all this stuff they sacrifice they make the children sacrifice they make the children drink blood i'm gonna share a bit of stories you know and this is heavily connected to Pizzagate, and that's why they really do the children so fucked up in the industry, because they already kidnap other children to sex traffic them and to um, just use them for torture devices, just to just to do it. This is part of the part of the game. You know what I'm saying? There was actually a teenage girl who was impregnated during a satanic ritual. She was forced to deliver her um, her baby um, and they made her ritually kill the child and to eat the heart. And we know that the satanic, you know, occult, they do that. They eat the children's heart. We talked about the adrenochrome. They love to scare and fear the children. They like to harness the adrenochrome. It's supposed to keep them youthful, it's supposed to keep them going. A lot of these people are not human. It's their preferred drug choice. A lot of the times they ain't strung out on heroin. They strung out on fucking adrenochrome. 
You know what I'm saying? There was another girl, a small child, who they sewn her in the cavity of a disemboweled animal and then they made her fucking rebirth out of the animal's canal. This is some real grotesque shit, right? These are definitely satanic ritualistic ceremonies. Another girl, they threw her into an electrified cage with wolves and it's just like they fucked them up. And these people come out with multiple personality disorders, schizophrenia, schizoaffective disorder, all of this shit. All right. It's really sad. And like I had mentioned earlier, it comes, you know, back to the biblical times when the people would sacrifice children to mowlage or blow or bow. Um, they would do these things. They would, they literally would burn the flesh. They would have an altar. They would burn the flesh of the children. And then they would engage in all kinds of homosexual orgies. You always see that they have like nasty evil ceremony and then a whole bunch of nasty sex. This is what they are fucking doing. Okay. This is what the industry is about. It's sad. And like I said, I mentioned it before. Satanic priests have said the biggest sacrifice that you could do is give up a child, give up an unborn child. And that's what they say. Whoever brought a child, you know, that's the greatest sacrifice. That's the that's You get the kiss from Molich if you give a child and you kill that child so that that's the industry man and it's it's sad what you think that i've been chatting i've been chatting what you got what you got nah that's what it is it's it's um it's really disturbing and i can only imagine it it's like you gotta think about every type of horror film where there's some type of torture and just the most gruesome scenes that's what a lot of the child's stars have witnessed they witness people getting killed they witness their friends that are growing up with them in this industry get abused and raped they were raped they were forced to do sexual stuff with each other like orlando brown has said this is the industry and it's sad that parents want to push their children in this evil industry and a lot of the times these children they can't break free it's all they know you know it's all they know it's all they know Stockholm Syndrome well yeah I was abused but they took care of me that's all I know yep no, some of them be wishing that they get certain deals and contracts and shit after going through all the shit they went through it's just wicked man but you know, these are things that you go, you guys, we all know, people know, you know, they all went to the bullshit. You know, there's something you could just tap in with, look a little deeper, dig around and find all kind of shit. You can name any celebrity, you could see whatever, you can figure out what kind of ritual each one went through. You know what I mean? You could see when they lied about it, you could see when it was truthful, see which which, which parent ushered them into the situation or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? I think that was the word I was looking for earlier. Usher. Chris Brown's another one. We didn't really talk about Chris Brown. Because he's still here, but you know, even him, he has a pedophile tattoo tattooed on the side of his face. His, his clothing brand Justin logo. Justin Bieber, we pedophile. didn't mention either. And Justin Bieber is another one who did a whole song about pedophilia, that Yummy song, which we broke yes, down. Yes, the Yummy song. Mad YouTube people have broke down the pedophilia behind the desserts that was featured in the Yummy video and what they really represented when they're a cult side of things 
Um, and even Justin, I think they had a rumor that he was molested by Usher. Um, and I think Justin's a girl. That nigga look real sweet. That nigga like I said, Molly Cyrus with the Black Mirror episode, you know what I'm saying? That shit didn't mirror her purposely like that, you know what I mean? Oh, that episode? Um, what was the name of that? Mm, what was, was the name of the character? It was a doll. Yeah. Fuck. What was the name? But, um. I don't remember, but I personally feel like, yeah, they had, you know, Miley Cyrus play that character. But I personally feel like that was about Britney Spears because even going back to Britney, she was trying to be emancipated from her father. Didn't her father still yeah, her like father have still own like the owned rights her to and owned her body. rights to everything? Yeah. yeah. So they was like free Britney, and <laughs> hashtag that, free and Britney. That, and that right there showed that her father owned her. Yeah, he was satanic. He was evil. That's why they they don't know what to do. When you see these like public meltdowns, the shaving of the heads or the bop shit, <laughs> like these niggas, they don't know what to do because of all the stuff that was done to them and all the things that they witnessed. Anything evil, anything scary to us, that's what they you know, went through times ten. So wouldn't you be so fucked up? Many of them. There's so many. Way past the people we mentioned, there's a lot. And um another thing that even Orlando said in his Tasha K, I believe he mentions like the new booties, like, oh, because they're fresh to the industry. They love the fear in the children's eyes. They love like, oh, something so pure and innocent and untouched. It's like it drives them insane and drives them crazy. <sighs> These people are gonna have a great day. I feel bad for them, but they made the decision to stay. None of them feel shit. bad for it. They yeah, know they stayed doing. in. Yeah, they stayed in. And they, a lot of them know. are so proud that they've been in a family lineage of just witches and warlocks and all kind of weird shit. They've been a part of the industry, and this is just what they do. They live and breathe this shit. You know what I mean? Like. This is real shit though I'm saying I'm not just talking on my ass It's people whose great grandparents Grandparents are witches And they're into this This weird ass freaky shit They've been Desensitized And Just you know Um Acclimated into That lifestyle That's a fact I don't really have Nothing else to say I think Uh, it was said You have anything You wanna say Um Nah You know Just you know, look at people questionable when they still want to be a part of that shit. That's all, you know. People out there, like, people like us could spit these things like that. And then all of us could line up all these things. Like, these are simple Google searches if you guys decided to use your thumbs properly. Actually, and, I did have one more thing. Because even when it comes to commercials, there was a commercial star, too, that was fucked up, too. No, all, all of them is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Every single one them. of them, you know. And we need to take heed of that. And um, if you have friends that are still chasing trying to be a part of those things those things that wholeheartedly you know warn them and if they don't care then hey don't feel sorry about the consequences that come with it you know oh they, they went off the back and they went off the deep end hey they probably did some crazy shit that they can't stomach you know they probably signed their name in blood to to have they fucking family member killed on a low or poisoned or some shit in order for them to elevate in a little cult society thing that they're part of for their little show or whatever and if the show doesn't hit the numbers that needs to hit the next person's gotta die these are the contracts that these people are a part of 
Like, imagine that. People, oh, we're going to make you a superstar. In order to make you a superstar, your show has to hit over 1 million viewers. If your show doesn't hit over 1 million viewers in a month, then we will have to kill somebody that you deeply love and care for. And you won't know how they die. We're just going to do it on the low. You just got to deal with it if your show doesn't hit over 1 million in one month. You think you can make them hit over 1 million in one month? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry. I'm going to do this for my family. I'm going to do this because I love my family. You know what I mean? Ain't nothing going to happen to my people. They're going to be good. Hey, so that motherfucker hits his 1 million views. All right, his family is safe for the moment. But you know what? There's other things in the contract that they got to keep doing. All right, you hit 1 million views. Well, you want to get that money? You got to go suck this industry man pee pee tonight. You got to go ride in the limo with him. You going to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that for my family. All right, cool. <laughs> like and it, just like some people said, what I just said, the scenario. Oh, this nigga is crazy. That's a real life scenario. There's rappers and other artists out there who's not that big in the industry who talked about. Yeah, I went in the road in the limo with a record label agent, and he started grabbing on his pants, and he told him he wasn't with it. He mm-hmm, kicked him out the limo. Mm-hmm. And I kept remember him that. I remember that. Listen. I don't want to keep ran, but it's real shit, though. Don't dismiss people's abuse claims. Stop calling people crazy. They're not crazy. They are disturbed, and they are suffering from trauma and abuse. They're not crazy. They're not strung out. If they are strung out, it's because of a coping mechanism. Nobody would be rightfully sane if they had to drink blood or eat a baby's heart or witness their co-star that's another underage person getting raped by some Jewish old white man like nobody's gonna be sane you're gonna be fucked in the head yeah so please stop it I hate the sheeple sheeple love to just bypass everything cause there's regular thing. people out there who've been through all kind of crazy trauma that's a fact too protect the children they're still after ch- after the children they're after the children every time I see a popular group of celebrities go to Africa. I just think, damn, poor kids. Like, I, I'll see, uh, what's the, it's some talk show host, dude, he's known right now, a little white, older white guy for dancing with all the black people, you know, all the black dances. I forgot his name, but he does all the little TikTok dances with the, no with the black people. And I, I seen that no he went idea. to Africa. And I'm like, them poor kids, they don't even know what's happening. The rappers go to Africa, I'm like, they don't even know what's happening. Shit, them go on Epstein fucking flights to the damn island. You know how how many celebrity children probably were over there? They probably went to the Buckingham Palace with the little queen wizard, lizard bitch. Okay? She, She herself, you know, was caught up because they had, like, little white teenagers running out the fucking windows, naked. In their underwear, whatever they got going on. This is very wicked, it's very perverse. <sighs> Just listen. Protect your children. Don't let them indulge in all this shit. And, you know, keep the most high first in your life. And that's all I got to say. Word. We appreciate you all. We love y'all much. Barakata. Barakata. Wait, actually, also, family, I forgot to introduce the Righteous Speaks question, so... Audio Jungle. I'm sure you'll turn it into an argument. (laughs) I want you to. All right, let's hear it then. If you could set the outside temperature like you do the inside temperature, what is your ideal temperature? the outside so if i said it once or said it every day um just on gp like you have that what is your baseline temperature for outside if you could set it 
in the springtime, like 70. In the summertime, like 75. In the fall, like a smooth 68. And in the wintertime, I wouldn't want it to get it colder than 60. You said 70 for spring? That's not cold to you? No. It's just really? like it's just enough for like a light jacket. But cold. if it's 70 sunny, absolutely. 70 is nippy. Like <laughs> you you might need a sweater, but you don't need a cardigan. You might need like a uh but would like I need a, a cardigan again to buy the sweater? No, absolutely not. <sighs> No, we're not. No, we're not. At, we're not doing that. I, I think we are. I think we already. Is no. it? Are we? I, I think we no. are. What temperatures would you set it to? By season? Uh, you can do it by season. Unless you want it one temperature yeah. all year round. Would you want it one temperature all year no, round? No, that seems kind of like authoritarian. Like I want, I want to give people variety. Yeah, but also crops. Yeah, crops are fine either way. <laughs> that's, a, that's the thing. And the only reason why I don't want it to go below 60 is because I don't want to have to get like a parka, but I know that bugs die at 55 degrees. And that's my only temptation to have it at 50. You just took it to death somehow. That's yeah, crazy. I just want it. I want bugs um, to not be around. I'm so tired of like getting the noceums. Have you seen the no? Have, well, have you seen noceums? Do you know what they no, are? No. If I so Google it, I will, won't I? Yeah. They're mainly in Florida, and they're um, and they're like itty bitty, like mosquito like creatures, and yeah, no. yeah, it's like you you are ate up before you knew they were there. They look like naked and afraid um, bugs. Um, for me, <laughs> starting with spring, I would say maybe honestly like seventy three all around seventy three in the spring, seventy two, okay. seventy three, no seventy three, seventy four in the spring. That way I can take a jacket with me, but it's like, oh, I can take this off. It warmed up a little bit. Yeah. Um, summer, maybe 78, 78, 79. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Um, I don't Is deal well more? as I've gotten older, as I've, I've, I've gotten more fibromyalgic. I'm accepting that I don't do well in the cold. So oh, <laughs> that's part okay. of it for me. So um, I think in the fall, maybe... 68, 69. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Beavis and I've never watched Beavis and Butthead. Really? Yeah. We weren't allowed to when we were little kids. Out of the two of us, I would have expected it to be you. But yes, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. Um, we were not. That was one show. But you watched The Simpsons. Me. Yeah, we we used to watch The Simpsons with my aunt, but The Simpsons wasn't as raunchy as it is now, especially compared oh. to Beavis and Butthead. Um, was Beavis but, and Butthead? Maybe I just didn't get it because I was young at the time. But I wouldn't even. I, I'll watch it at some point because I feel like I have to. It's like the forbidden thing, but I'm well because like... I saw Beavis and Butthead do America, so I saw the I saw the movie and I mm -hmm. saw some of the episodes. But yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch Simpsons. Yeah, we weren't allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy, or uh, we used to watch Ren and Stimpy at first, but then my mom saw it once and she stopped us from watching it. Cause, She's like, "Yeah, no, not that." Yeah, Ren and Stimpy was. They, I, I didn't realize they had so many adult jokes in there. Right? It was like, basically the whole like this should not have been on daytime television specifically for children. 
Um, let me get back on track. Sorry. 68, between 68 and 69 degrees for fall. And then for winter, maybe I do like a cold moment. So maybe like. You better not. <laughs> you better, you better not. I like to see my breath when I wake up in the morning in the, in the, in the winter. The weather should not be younger than us. Like, no. Okay. It can't be younger than me. I don't think it's, I mean, if that's how cold you want it, but you also said that. No, no. I would say maybe high 50s. High 50s. Okay, I can do high 50s. Okay, I can do high 50s. Like it has like that cool, that crispness. Yes. I can but it's not down. cold. It's not cold in your bones. Yeah, like at night, that's okay if it dips that that much, as long as everybody has blankets and stuff. They have to mm-hmm. they're in situations. But yeah. um, I like the the sharpness of the winter cold, but I like for it to warm up a little bit in the daytime so that I can still move about and stuff. So at night, I'm good with the really cold, but hmm. when it's outside, sorry, when I'm inside. See, I've noticed the sharpness of cold. I don't know if I can say if I like it or not, but it is something. Is it is some, something different, especially when you take a deep breath in the cold. Yeah, and then you can't take oh, the deep breath. Oh man! <laughs> and it's like it's almost frozen, like it's stuck in, and then you... <laughs> let it out. Let it out. Your stomach can contract. You can. Oh man. <laughs> Wow, I don't think I yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well we're we would live pretty much in similar areas. Yeah, yeah, we would we would we would get by. Yes, we would at least be neighbors at that point. Yeah. I worry about your crops a little bit though. Look, I can go to the McKinsey's market. I don't know who the McKinsey's are, but they have I don't a market. know who the McKinsey's are. They have a market, they have the best cherries and okay. all year round. I'm not sure how they do it. Genetically. I think it has something cherries. to do. I think it has something to do with how they set their climate when they leave their house. Think about would the it. climate be like would, whatever would it you be like whatever you're thinking. Yes, I don't even <laughs> want to know. <laughs> so, like, is it a microclimate that you're boxed into? I feel that's see that's the thing. So in the Bay Area, you know, we all have microclimates, right? So you can don't be in a hotel. You ain't Bay Area no more. <laughs> first of all, first of all, I will Neither play am I. Bay Area. Do you know um, Sacramento people like say that they like the extended Bay Area? I think you mentioned that to me. Right? I cannot stand. Ooh, my lips got tight. <laughs> just, I cannot. Stand. I'm like you. Somebody. I met somebody who was like, "Yeah, I'm from the Bay," and I was like, "Where are you from?" I was like, "Sacramento." You are not the Bay Area. What are you talking and about? You should he was get like, jumped for saying that. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, like that's where you know the Bay Area." I said, "How far away is San Francisco?" Oh, it's like two hours. You are not the Bay. If you can't cross Two hours? or simply get like one freeway exit and get on the bridge to get there, More if you don't see San Francisco signs, yeah, like come on. More than thirty minutes away is not the bay. Like get your get your whole life, whole life. We should make those together. t-shirts. We should make those oh. t-shirts. More than thirty minutes away, not the bay, or you're not the bay. <laughs> um. Oh, I guess I should introduce the show. Thank yeah, you, while you introduce that, I'm going to type that out. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Take a Space Podcast. I am your host, Leah, and this week I am joined by my co-star, Jason. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you, everyone, for uh, for listening to our rant about weather and whatnot, but 
us being Bay Area born folks and actually raised in the Bay Area, um, the Bay Area has microclimates. So you can be in El Cerrito and get warm, but then Berkeley get cool, Oakland get hot, San Francisco always fog. Yeah, so always cold. <laughs> so you can get different climates, and I wonder if like the climate was given to a few select people. Mm-hmm. And then they had their microclimates in their area. So you can be like in different districts, but not like Hunger Games because no, but like they will have the rainy weather. Like, cause I think, I think it would be great if we could have a little bit more rain in the spring. I would want a little bit more rain in the spring because winter rain is just cold. Yeah. Winter rain hurts. It does. I just... Like I can do cold, I just don't like in your bones cold. Like that's that's the cold that I just like. It's eight degrees outside. Why am I having to live life? Just like a little leave bite. me alone. Want a little bite? I don't need to be chewed by the cold. <laughs> but like I am brittle, standing at the train station ready to go to work. Like mm. I am. I'm wearing three layers of pants and two <laughs> tops with two jackets on. I don't know why. The idea of layering pants, and you, we have stuff that we're going to talk about. We'll get to it, but I don't know why the idea of layering pants freaks me out. Like I will put shirts on, I'll put sweaters on, and layer that stuff. But for some uh-huh. reason, having more than one layer on my legs makes me feel like somebody's trying to hold me captive. <laughs> <laughs> but but you wear jeans more often than not. I, I wasn't wearing jeans. Yeah, I wasn't wearing jeans. I would. I don't think that I could layer. I did. That's why I would never do it again, yeah, unless did. I unless I unless I had to. But in that mm-hmm. point, I wouldn't wear jeans. So I did layer up with jeans before, and I just wore like a thin pair of leggings that was mm-hmm. just going to keep me warm, and then a pair of jeans over that. When I tell you, I was stiff leg, <laughs> <laughs> walking around, <laughs> just like there's no there's no reason for there's no this. give. Like, <laughs> I went into the bathroom and had to strip. Out of both pairs of pants to put the jeans back on. I was like, this is not, this is not the life for me. I'm not. It was an cold. attempt. You tried it. Yeah. You saw it didn't like, work oh, for you. It's really not that cold out here. Okay. Like I cannot me... run. <laughs> oh, oh, golly. Yeah. No, that was, no, that's not the life. But um, this week we are, I'm going to tell you all a story about a girl and her dog. There was a girl who wasn't doing really well. Um, depression and anxiety was getting the best of her after she moved to a new state, new city. And it was really hard for her to learn. It was really hard for her to make friends and create friendships, go out and things like that. And kept her in bed a lot. The only time she really got out of bed was to go to work. Well, she prayed about it. And after talking with a prayer friend, um, the idea of a dog started to come to fruition. Um, she got a dog, named him Colt, and they have been living their best lives for the last five years. Well, if you haven't guessed, I am that woman. And five years later, Colt is still an amazing dog. However, in a new chapter of my life, he doesn't really fit anymore. Um, and it's mostly because... I have been on allergy and asthma medication my whole life, and I know that I am deathly allergic to dogs. But because I was like on so much allergy medicine, 
I, it didn't phase me when he got here. I was just like always congested. Like that was my norm. And so when I got him, I was just like, okay, you know, whatever. Um, just make sure he's brushed, make sure he's washed, all that kind of stuff. But um, when I moved to Seattle back in March, I didn't have Colt. My brother, shout out to CJ, was nice enough to keep him for like five months while I got settled out here. And <laughs> I didn't need any more asthma medicine, didn't need any more allergy medicine. I was taking allergy pills maybe like once or twice a week as opposed to like a couple times a day. And I wasn't on any of the other asthma medicine and things like that because the climate out here is just so much better. Shout out to Seattle. And the day that Colt got here, instant headache. And I was like, this, this is where my migraines are coming from. Um, my allergies just became worse. I sound congested all the time. Um, I am waking up sneezing, waking up with headaches. Like I'm having regular asthmatic episodes. And I was just like, I'm sorry, Colt, we got to go. And so I have been trying to do my due diligence of like reaching out to people, seeing if they're willing to take him and calling different shelters. The shelter did call me back and say that they're going to be able to get us in for an appointment to see if he would be a good fit. And it made me cry because it's really real. Like I'm really going to be giving him up, but thankfully Seattle has essentially like a lot of no kill shelters. So this is like, as close to like a no kill zone mm -hmm. that we can get. So, um, and because he's a family dog, they think that he'll be adopted really quickly. So I'm just like, I just pray that he just goes to a good home. That's all I want. I just want him to go to a good home. He's mm -hmm. already five and his life expectancy is like to age 12. So I'm like, hey, just the last half of his life just needs to be great. He's a great dog. He's a good dog. Mm -hmm. He's a loving dog. He's a glutton for attention. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, but it's just like, I, I think that it's been hard for other people to understand like how I can just like let him go. Mm -hmm. And if you're at a point in your life where you just have, where you, you're like, whatever you have, whatever you're doing is not serving you the way you did. Like it did, like Colt absolutely did his job. Like I was, Colt got me up. He got me out of my depression. He got me active. He got me um, going to different events, meeting different people because of dog events and dog parks and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, I was up, I was out the bed regularly. I remember, oh, I had just gotten my eyebrow pierced for my birthday. And he started howling. Jesus. He started howling. Uh, well, more whining and barking, like really loud, because he's he's a boxer lab mix. And so I'm like, I get up and try to snatch his shirt on my head, and it's snatched on my eyebrow. Mm. My oh, I was just like, I, I I thought I was gonna put that dog out that day. He was like too like. He was maybe like four or five months old, but I was just like, ain't this about a biscuit? <laughs> ain't this not? And so, but absolutely, like he taught me routine. He taught me the importance of routine. Um, he's the reason why I can wake up without alarm clocks. Like I don't set alarm clocks at all for hmm. um, when I go to bed um, mm -hmm. for the night. But if I'm taking like a quick 30 minute nap, I'll set an alarm clock. <laughs> but, but when I go to bed at night, it's in God's hands and I'll just wake up <laughs> whenever I get up is when I get ready to go to work. But um, I wanted to ask you, Jason, mm -hmm. 
have you ever had to make a decision like that where you, whatever you're doing right now, I mean, I know we go through phases where we right. need things and don't need things and use things and, and especially like in different relationships where you befriend different people and it's like, it's no longer serving you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, have you experienced that recently? And what that was like? Not like specifically with anyone or anything that I'm like particularly close to. Mm-hmm. But just like, I don't want to say acquaintances because that sounds dismissive. But yeah, people that I've met over the years, like different people in school, different people like co workers and stuff, um, mostly goes back to like what they would post on social media and mm. then realizing that they aren't quite like who I thought they were. So even that, like, I kind of went through different phases. I know I've talked before about how I'm just like, oh, I just cut people off. Not always. Sometimes there, sometimes there's some pitter pattering, some waffling. Um, so we'll go like weeks, like oh, okay, maybe I can just mute them, or maybe I can just um, show fewer posts or something, or just scroll past it. This is just who they are. But then different things will sort of stack up, and I'm like, okay, no, this this isn't this isn't good for me. <laughs> Let me yeah. just back out. Of here. Um, yeah. So yeah, not any like specific. Um, relationship or friendship or anything like that that I've had to um, step away from especially when yeah no not particularly but yeah sorry (laughs) I think I I think that I experience it regularly just because I move so often like I know the relationships that I've made um, when I'm there are typically like for the time being Mm-hmm. And there's very few relationships that actually survive, like, the moves that I make. I can think of one, actually. <laughs> when I switched therapists. Did I tell you why I switched therapists? Not particularly. Okay. I yeah, mean, except was... for the only part that I know is that you all, you both outgrew each other. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> So yeah, was that there, was there more. Yeah, there was a specific um, interaction that happened. Um, oh. So it was shortly after, like there had already been things like building up to it, where it was like different comments that were made or like sessions where they talked more about themselves and listen to what I was going through. I learned a lot about their politics, like when their mom mm. died and stuff, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and then my therapist need therapists. Yeah. It got to yeah. a point where, like, I would leave the sessions feeling more confused and like, okay, wait, I, nothing was answered. So it came to a head when my aunt died in 2019. And when I told him, I think it was, I ended up getting an appointment, like, maybe four days after she passed or, like, a week after she passed or something. Mm-hmm. When I told him, he was like, I'm sorry to hear that. People die, you know. And... In that moment, that was said maybe like 15 minutes into the appointment. And I was like, oh, crap, I got to find a therapist. Like, I, I can't. Oh, my this. gosh. I never went back. I, it was hard because I don't like new people like that, especially being that vulnerable in that kind of space. Right, right. Um, plus, it was an extremely vulnerable time anyway. But yeah. I found I was with that therapist for maybe uh, six years off and on like more kind of sporadically he never like put me like on a like recommended a schedule or anything so yeah. i would just go and i could pay for it then i found my other therapist i think three months later i started seeing him in june 
And it was like from the first meeting, he, that therapist, he understood me. He still, he understands, like he understands like the different thought processes that I have and stuff um, by empathic nature, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But stepping away from that first therapist, that was my first time going to therapy, found like I was a very vulnerable time when I started, like you, like just when I started seeing that person. Right. Um, and so it was like, okay, I got to do this all over again. Do I want to do it over again? Or do I want to just put up with it? Yeah. But it was like the allergy thing. It's like, no, if I keep going there, I'm going to keep feeling worse. <laughs> so just rip the Band-Aid and hope for the best. So, yeah. I, I mean, know. I'm glad. Like, obviously, from the outside looking in, you can, mm-hmm. it makes sense to be like, no, you need to dip. But then looking right. at all the things that are attached to it, like that, especially that vulnerability piece. Right. It's it's hard to be vulnerable with people because right. people just make it difficult. But I think that too, it I think I think that it should be understood that when we have to make these difficult decisions that we I should say I that I'm given the respect to know that I know what I'm doing. Yeah, and you're not taking you it know? lightly. It's not some yeah blase thing where it's just oh i don't want to keep my dog like no this is something that you put a lot into or someone Mm -hmm. i call dogs people i always do it's someone that you put a lot into somebody that you still care for a lot so you're trying to make sure that you're doing right by him but also respecting that you're not in the space um health wise to care for him or physically in the space to care for him the way that you know he needs to be cared for Cause there right. are other things that she's talked about with me where it's like the space issue of living in the city is another. Oh factor my gosh. Yeah. I, I'm just like the first, I mean, he's good now cause it's been almost a week, but, but the dog. first, yeah. Like he like, give me a park, give me suburbia, mm-hmm. like give me a place, a place to run, a place to roam. And, you know, I think that his demeanor has absolutely changed um since being here because living in an apartment is while we lived in apartments before we lived in the breezeway apartments Mm -hmm. so there were there was space to run there was grass everywhere and all this other stuff not just concrete and so i think living in a space with where you only have the concrete and how like colt freaked out when we saw like there was a, a a man behaving erratically is the nicest way to put it i think um and colt was like nope not over there <laughs> he jumped back <laughs> he jumped back and like walked around me and i was just like I'm okay colt. and i can see it like i can see his stress on his on his yeah. in his coat and i'm just like uh the past few days though he's been a lot better with walking we try to go really earlier in the evening um but it's just like it's too many people it's a lot of people for him um there is just concrete there's no there's no there's not really any grass like we have to walk yeah four blocks to get to somewhere with some kind of greenery and dirt yeah. uh, for him to be like, okay, I guess I can go here. And I'm just like, I really wish that you could just just drop it like those other dogs do. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like, do. why do we have to walk so far? Like, I'm glad you're not doing it in the middle of the street, but geez. Um, <laughs> but I knew that that was going to be a hurdle. And that's yeah. why I was trying to find, you know, a family for him and things like that. But, um, you know, I think that I'm glad that the Humane Society gave me a call back so that I can go ahead and put him up for adoption. Um, yeah. 
I was just really, I'm, I just want him to have like the best quality of life. And I think that is the responsible thing for me to do. Yeah, I think so. Um, like I said, you're not, it's not something that you take lightly. Right. And it's something that you've been mulling over for months. Um, I'm sure that I know that he's going to end up, whichever family ends up taking him in, he's going to do his dog job there. <laughs> like he's going <laughs> to leave his mark. Yeah, he's he leave is. His mark. Oh, man. So. Yeah. Because, I mean, it wasn't like he's he's not a street dog that just comes no. around every three or four days. Like I've had him for the last five years and, you know, all the love and care that I've that I've given him and, you know, feeding him and taking him to the vet and all this other stuff. Um, all the adventures that we've been on, the places that mm -hmm. we've moved and how he's been, um, you know, Virginia, North Carolina, California, and Tennessee, now here, mm -hmm. even Texas, he was with me. Mm -hmm. So it was just like being here, there, and everywhere, having space to roam, having space to go. I think that, um, you know, just having a family who's going to be able to give him that mm -hmm. that freedom to be able to be, you know, the off-leash dog that he is, and yeah. um, I think is going to be much better than him being stuck inside of an apartment. With the sneezing for 12 lady. hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> the sneezing and coughing lady. Yeah. Yeah. I am gonna miss him though. Like it's going yeah. is it's going to be uh really difficult. But I think that in my journey of healing and growth, it has helped me to it's helped me to learn to take stock of where I am and understand how those things are serving me and how I'm serving those things. Mm -hmm. And if there's things that I could do better, like where can that happen, especially in my relationships with other people. Um, and so I know that at this point, no, I can't keep him. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just making room for someone else or something else. Yeah. Um, especially like, and, and the crazy thing is like, this is the first year that I'm not traveling a lot. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so because uh, before he would be traveling with me everywhere. He was always on the planes mm -hmm. with me, going here, there, and everywhere. Um, but him being um, this being the first year that I'm not traveling as much, and I'm actually able to be home, it's not the same because he's like in his pet bed or at, on the carpet under mm -hmm. me or something. And or um, and sometimes he's even even in here, but he's been gassing in it, so he's not in here. But I'm just like. I'm not, I'm, I don't know why I feel like I have to defend it, but it's just like, it, it, it's that feeling of like, it's that feeling of like, I'm doing the responsible dog thing, but a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, make sure you do the, unless you are adopting him, do not mm -hmm. give me advice. You're anticipating the, uh, the offense. Well, no, because I, because I posted him on next door and I posted him on two other sites. And the first responses that I got were, make sure that you vet the, let me, let me read it word for word. <laughs> because these people really act- Are just act that you're just gonna drop the dog off. Yeah, yeah. Um, one lady says, I wish you would be able to take your dog to the Humane Society. People today are very sketchy and evil. I wish I could have room in my life. I have a dog. 
He is my baby. I hope to God you can do good for him. He has done everything for you. I don't know. I, I, I don't even know. Okay. The next one says, hi there. You may have better luck surrendering to a reputable, reputable rescue. They will find a perfect home, do home checks to make sure it's safe, etc. Just wanted to share in case you hadn't thought about that. Good luck. Obviously I did. And that's why I'm making the post because the shelters were at capacity. Mm. And then they just called me today to tell me that they have room for him. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a lesson in letting go and knowing that it's gonna be like at least you'll be here that day. You don't have to be there for it, but you'll be here that day. We can go to dinner, and I can not cry over my soup. She's gonna cry, and I don't do well with people crying. No offense, to my friend. But... They're there, they're there. Um, no, I think I'll be good. I'll cry it out on the way back so that you don't have to. You don't have to deal with it. It's okay. I'm not laughing at you crying, but okay. I'm just right. imagining you like I have to finish crying now. I gotta finish crying now. <laughs> gotta get it all out. I gotta get it all out. I'm about to see Jason. I'm about to get it all out. No, these I always don't even look, look at, like my hands. Why is my? I always look at these kinds of things like because I'm very visual with how mm -hmm. I see everything. So it's like, okay, he's done what he needs to with you. So it's like, okay, yeah. my job is done in this moment. Now, wherever he ends up, no matter where he ends up, that space needs to be filled. Like right, that family exactly. is where he needs to be. Like wherever he is, that's exactly where he's meant to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I always look at these kinds of things. Honestly, that's how I look at death too. That's how I, why I always like, I don't want to say I recover easily from grief, but I process it. fairly. I just want people to not make it seem like I don't care because I do the same thing. Like yeah. I, I, the thing is I care a lot. That's why I'm doing all this work and not just yeah. putting him on the street. Right. Like I'm, that's why I'm doing all this work. But even when like, especially when it comes to death, people act, Oh my gosh, you're so cold. You're so this. And it's like, I feel things. I just process them like, differently. Like I don't mean, processing this. Yeah, it's, like it's just, an ideal, but a man. Let me alone. I'm just processing what's happening, and the way that I'm processing may not suit what you think it is. It's like a silent computer. Yeah, it's a fanless computer, right? Where it's in all the, all the processing, <laughs> like a MacBook. Like yeah, oh, snap. this person is long no, no longer here. My dog is not going to be here after mm -hmm. this week. And even as much as I was like, I wish somebody would come and adopt him. When I realized that adoption was happening, I was like, I don't want nobody to adopt you. Nobody take my dog. Yeah. Also, like, I can't breathe. <laughs> so, um, and so I'm just like, it's, it's, it's twofold but i'm but ultimately i know that this is for the greater good because i know that he's going to be happy wherever he is mm -hmm. so um i gave i gave them all the information about how he eats how he likes his egg and his food how he likes his water to be just just a little chilly but don't give him an ice cube because he will not eat it he loves pig ears yeah he too. loves he loves pets, just just the pets. Give me the love. That's what. All oh, the wants. rub rubs. All the rub rubs. 
Um, especially if you get the spot right below the ribs. Oh, he's yours for life. Misty attacked me after I ate today, after I ate dinner. I want Misty she, to not be a bully. For those who started, don't know, Misty is, is Jordan's daughter. Well, yeah, she started talking to me. She said, huh. I was like, what? I don't want to play. No, I don't want to play. And then she rushed me. She jumped on her little couch stairs and just jumped up and just jumped in my lap and laid down and just looked at can me. We, okay, can, rub me. I just want to, I just want yes, to make this known. Misty, Misty does not jump. Okay, she pounces. She has no knees. Okay, she, does. she, she does. has no knees. I mean, she, she doesn't have knees. She has elbows apparently because her elbows, where the arthritis is. Um, but <laughs> there are no knees. Which, do dogs have knees? Do dogs have knees? Oh my gosh! Really? We're, that's what we're ending on. Are we ending right now? <laughs> is that is that what we're doing? I think so. Dog leg anatomy is complex, especially dog knees, which are found in the hind legs. The technical term for a dog knee is the stifle joint. The stifle mm. joint connects the femur, which is the dog thigh bone, to the tibia and fibula, the lower leg bones, and the patella, the canine equivalent to the kneecap. I need to go examine Misty's knees. Misty has no knees. I don't think I'm going to find she, any, but I'm going to try to. She pounces. She doesn't like, she's stiff leg, just like she put on two pairs of pants. She stiff leg pounces. She does that not. That is jump. so rude. That is, that is who she is. That is why she is no knees McGee. She That's exactly be, why she's no knees McGee. She do be no knees McGee though. She do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you ever feel like. You can't let go for whatever reason. I hope that this story has helped you. I hope that my situation is helping, you know, somebody, especially if you if you've lost a pet or had to surrender a pet, because apparently that's what it's called officially. Um, but if you ever had to surrender a pet and or you've adopted a pet that had to be surrendered, like kudos to you. Thank you for helping the world go around and give good loving homes hopefully, to families who really, really need it, especially during this pandemic. There's a lot of pets that can't be kept, especially with like new restrictions and regulations mm -hmm. with housing and renting. If these corporations stop buying up houses, maybe like private citizens can own the houses and then we can keep our pets. But if you were a corporation, then I would have, you would have a home. Rights. And you would have a home. Oh. Hey. I can can I incorporate myself? I think only I if you if you make make it a company that sells only avocado mac and cheese. No, absolutely not. Uh, no, not not even for the jackpot. That's your cotton ball man. Not, you know the Mori episode even. where the lady got chased by the cotton ball man. Um, you never saw that. No. Oh, okay. I have something to send you. Um, no, you don't. Sure, you yes, really make sure don't. you guys Google. Cotton ball man Maury, and there's a man in a suit of cotton balls with cotton ball mask and everything, chasing a woman around the stage because she is deathly oh, afraid of cotton balls. And Maury, in his problematic 2000s time frame, decided <laughs> remember, they would do the episodes where people are deathly afraid well, of people have like phobias, yeah, right? Yeah, hers were cotton balls, and you were going to see it. No, I feel <laughs> like, they, oh my gosh. Be ready to feel attacked because this is. If the camera work, 
back then, let me tell you, those people were dedicated. I feel like what they did was they trained, they took the, the camera people from cheaters and had them train with Maury to make sure they knew how to keep up with the people who were running. Okay. I think that's what happened. You I don't know if cheaters are still a thing, but. Okay, good. I want Absolutely. a live reaction. You don't have to watch it, but I want the people to see you just open this link so you can see the thumbnail. I don't want to, though. But I need you to. <sighs> and for those who are listening to the audio, please make sure you subscribe to the to the YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, just go to look up hashtag take a space pod and you'll be able to see us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And um, why... <laughs> Whatever you think the video is, it's much worse. Whatever, whatever you, whatever you think in your brain, whatever you have imagined about the cotton ball man, it's much worse. Yeah. Like, and that was just a thumbnail. It's, it's just worse. It was just the thumbnail. Thank you for clicking that, my friend. You guys can find me (laughs) on. Twitter and Instagram and maybe TikTok someday. I'm there. Follow me. JJ underscore Newberry. Um, Leah, I'm sorry I took up your space with the cotton ball man. I'm going to have nightmares tonight. And the funny thing is I just watched Candyman the other day. The new the cotton ball man is worse, huh? It just, just a little bit. I think it's the fact that his arms are stretched out like that. It makes it more threatening. It's not individual cotton balls. That's what I was oh, thinking. It is. It's, um, it's no, 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 no. What I'm saying no, is, it's not. It's not just like polka dots. Because I thought they were going to be spaced like polka dots. No. No, it's a. It's not. They ball. made him in glue and then just poured all the cotton balls. Mm-hmm. And the every no. Why? Why are you no? Should no an episode soon. I'm not. I'm not clicking <laughs> on that. Thank you, Jason, so much for being on the show. It was very vulnerable to talk about my dog being gone. And um, then you come and punch me in the face with Cotton Ball Man. I'm about to go to bed. I just wanted to be able to watch cartoons, maybe watch Scooby-Doo and um, enjoy my night. But no. You can have your own episode of Scooby-Doo where you try to solve the mystery of who the Cotton Ball Man is. Nope. Absolutely. Nope. Mm -mm. I don't need that in my life. I don't, I don't need to unmask anybody. Nope, that's not that's not my testimony. But thank you all so much for tuning in. Please make sure you follow us at Take Up Space Pod, the Take Up Space P-O-D on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And make sure you follow us on YouTube at hashtag Take Up Space Pod and uh, Champions of Discourse. And make sure to follow us on TikTok, Champions of Discourse. And I would like to hear from you all if you all have... Um, had to deal with like letting go or moving on to your next stage in life. Like what does that look like for you or what has that looked like for you and ha- what healthy, what healthy um, behaviors or thought patterns that have you developed since learning how to let go? If you have, I would love to hear about it. I will talk to you all next week. Jason may or may not be here. We'll see what happens. Do you think he sleeps in the medicine cabinet? Okay, yes, that's enough. All right. Thank you, y'all. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Good night.
At the United States Postal Service, we deliver fast and affordably for small biz, big box, large scale, wholesale, retail, B2B, B2C, ASAP. USPS, delivering for America. Learn more at usps.com slash delivering. Another day, another failed relationship. You sit around asking yourself why after yet another meaningless masturbation session on a girl from high school's OnlyFans account. Hmm. But then maybe you find someone else, but it still doesn't work out. And you're, you feel like you're stuck in this loop. This loop of getting in relationships and then not working out. But you just want to be in a relationship so bad. You, you think to yourself, God, why me? Why is it me? Why, why doesn't it work out for me? I'll tell you why. Because you're going into relationships for the wrong reason, my nigga. Hi, it's King Coco. We back in this bitch. You notice my voice is a little funny. Just care about a weekend. Um, so ask your auntie, your grandma, your girl, and your sister about what was going on over there because <laughs> their breath might smell like chocolate. That's all I'm saying. A lot of y'all like to get into relationships not knowing why you want to be in a relationship, not wanting anything further than anything else, than, than sex and this, just this, this social media mentality of what relationships should be. A lot of y'all don't belong in relationships at all. A lot of y'all should be single forever. If it were up to me, I would do that for a lot of y'all because, you know, I can understand wanting companionship, wanting a partner, wanting someone to quote unquote love you. However, you get into these romantic relationships and you're expecting so much of this person. And a lot of times you expect you're trying to you're expecting to do so little. You know what I mean? I've seen a lot of people get into relationships and they like, oh, well, you know, they're supposed to, this person's supposed to do this for me. This person's supposed to do that for me. I have very high standards. Like, you don't, though. You don't. You ever hear some of these people a lot of the times on my end, and y'all let me know how it is for you. But on my end, it's always, I always hear these same shorties saying the same shit. Niggas ain't this, niggas ain't that. They need to do this. They need to do that. They need to do this. But they bring nothing to the table. They bring nothing. And not on no Kevin Samuels tank, because we all know how I feel about him. Rest in peace. You know, but on a on a just human being tank. They got to pay for everything. They got to do this. They got to do that. And then they're not doing any. You're not holding up your end of the bargain. Okay, what are you doing in return? Pussy isn't enough. And hopefully for, for niggas, for niggas and people out there who think dick or pussy is enough to keep you happy. Um, you know, you need to talk to a therapist about why you let your stepdad touch you as a kid. You know, um, that's, that's really, that's really what needs to go on right now. You really need to, you have some unresolved issues that you need to go to therapy for 
because what the fuck is guaning you know like you, you, that that cannot go on um that's not okay relationship i always say is is an equal partnership and not equal as in 50 50 as in 100 100 100 percent into you 100 percent into them you know what i mean it's not not anything else because you don't want to be in in a situation where you feel like you're doing all the heavy lifting you know what i mean a lot of people be out here complaining i've seen niggas and shorties sit here and complain and complain posting the most depressing shit oh i just want someone to love me nobody understands me nobody gets me and the whole time they have somebody they're in a long year, years long committed relationship they are in like they are married and doing this you don't belong in a relationship if that's how you move you don't belong in no relationship if that's really how you're moving right now you cannot be in no relationship. If you are on social media talking about people ain't shit and no one understands you and this and that, okay, buy a vibrator and get the fuck out of your relationship. Because I know for a fact your partner, whoever that is behind the scenes, they don't like that shit. They don't like that shit. There's like these are people who don't belong in relationships. There are people who get in relationships thinking that they don't have to they that they don't have to respect their partners i'm sorry but you're in a relationship it's time you have to make some slight changes as to how you do things maybe you know based off of you know love language and whatever fucking riffraff you believe in you know like you know maybe your partner is someone who likes to know the things that you're doing now obviously have that conversation about what's acceptable to know and not and then go from there but if you're partying every night and this night, your partner doesn't know about it. Do you think you belong into in a relationship where you think you don't have to communicate these things to people? I don't think you do. Keep it a buck fifty. You know, I don't think you belong in no relationship. Um, I don't know where you get off saying this and that. I don't know. There, there's some people. There's some shorties out here. Y'all know who you are. Y'all know who you are. Who wonder why they are not in relationships, but sit here and revel in the fact that multiple men multiple women multiple toasters multiple dishwashers multiple iron boards multiple fucking hair curlers and flat irons multiple fucking desktop screens multiple whatever the fuck you're attracted to are in their dms or are trying to talk to them and try to hit them up on a daily basis listen gentlemen ladies everything in between you already know what to do you don't fuck with those people these are people who don't belong in relationships because people like this who crave attention from multiple people cannot know. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Nah. Like, you can't do that. There's one, there's one little uh, Snap series that I watch on Snapchat. It's called Phone Swap. And if, if you haven't seen it, it's basically two people, random people go on. It's like a blind date. They go on and, you know. They uh, swap, they make them swap phones and they look through each other's phone. I was watching an episode uh, earlier today. Today's August 1st of, of the time of recording. Watching an episode uh, earlier today. And basically the episode was. The, 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 the shorty on the episode was like, oh, I love snooping through people's stuff. I look, love looking through people's stuff. See shit like that. Mm -mm. Nope. No sense of privacy. No sense of trust. Nah, bro. You can't be with people like that. This is why you don't have a relationship. This is why your relationships always fail. 
Maybe you don't know how to communicate, which is 99% of people who move out here. And here's the and here's the funny thing with social media. I was touching on this earlier, but everyone moves completely different. Unless, of course, you're King Coco. But other than that, everyone moves like an absolute fucking bitch in real life. In real life. There are so many people who on social media are the hardest human beings on earth. But then in person, quiet, mouse, crickets, nothing from them. You don't hear them. They don't matter because they're nobodies. They're losers. You don't want to be the person who gets with this super hard body on social media. And then in real life, they're absolute fucking loser. I don't care about that, that physical feature shit. I don't care about all that. I'm talking again. If you if you watch my episode on personality catfishing, you already know what I'm about to say, because that's the type of shit social media. They act like something else and they act like then then their true self in person. They're absolute fucking loser, unmotivated, don't do shit, broke as hell, don't have any ambition, no career path in line, nothing, no hustle, no drive, nothing interesting about them, nothing to them. They're too two dimensional, you know, one dimensional. You know what I'm saying? Like these are the people that that uh, are always in these failed relationships. Maybe you're somebody who thinks your looks will take you all the way. I'm going to tell you right now, they won't. Ain't nobody give a fuck about that. Niggas, if you think, oh, I'm a light skinned this and that, I'm good looking. And do you think that you could just get tings like that? Good luck. Because you're going to be in so many relationships, probably going to catch AIDS, probably going to catch like something's going to happen where your nipples are going to fall off or whatever the fuck. And it's not going to be a good time. And then you're going to come back and listen to this and be like, wow, Coco was right. Yeah, I'm always right. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's really nothing to it. Y'all, y'all think that looks are just everything. Y'all think looks are everything. Same with you, ladies. That's not everything. I've seen some absolutely stunning, and I mean, mm, 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 like some beautiful black dark skinned women that you just want to melt over ice cream the way their skin pretty and sweet like hot fudge. I've seen beautiful light-skinned women, brown-skinned women. I've seen I've seen so many beautiful, beautiful women which walk around and then you speak to them and 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 it's and it's literally like you are conversing with uh, an NPC. That's the type of thing you're on. You're in an RP you're playing an RPG game and you're conversing with an NPC. You know, hey babes, what's your name? Um I like uh, I like Casamigos, and I like um to go to Rebel, and I like um to go and eat at Cactus Club. Oh my God, you boring bird brain bitch! Can you please like, pardon me? Like this is that's the type of shit that I'm talking about, man. How absolutely fucking boring and lame are you? That the looks aren't going to get you in a relationship, let alone a fucking stable one. You don't belong in any relationship at all. And if you if you have severe and I mean severe trust issues, don't be in a relationship. If you have severe insecurities about yourself, don't be in a relationship. Don't do that. You're just going to you're just going to fuck it up for both parties. Nobody wants to be sitting here. And every single day, imagine calling your girl beautiful and she's like, no, I'm not. No. 
Don't imagine that. <laughs> don't imagine that because that isn't sick. Imagine calling your man handsome and he's like, I don't think so. No, no, no. We're supposed to be getting hand jobs. We're not supposed to be moving like Handy Manny. That's all I'm saying, big dogs. That's all I'm saying, man. Like, we, we just keep it a buck over here. Like, we're not here to fix people. You're not here to babysit. That's very weird. If you are a rapist, don't be in a relationship. What do you mean by that? Oh, well, say, for example, you want to have sex. She says no, but you still want to have sex. And she's saying she's not in the mood. But you really want to have sex. So you're there trying to just, you know, force her into submission. But you think that's okay because you guys are together. Don't be in a relationship. I, I don't know, man. Don't be in a relationship if you're a rape man, you know, or a rape gal. You know, don't be in no relationship. If that's how you want to move. Because it goes both ways. If he doesn't want to do it, ladies, that's it. And that and that's that. Listen, you're not a teenager, or at least I hope, I hope you're not. Um, you're grown adults. People say no, and that's just it. Move on with our lives. Even if it cheeses you, you could be cheesed. You have every right. You have every right to be annoyed. But what you don't have every right to do is to force yourself onto someone. You just shouldn't be in a relationship. Like, if you want to force yourself onto things, hey, man, I heard six racks can get you a really nice whatever they call them, the mannequins or whatever the fuck with the, with the, with the water that squirts out the pussy or whatever the fuck, get that. There's probably even, I'm pretty sure there's the male ones too with the, with the, with the cool whip that comes out of the, out of the, the nose, the, the nostrils or, you know, whatever. I don't know how they work, but you know, you could do that instead of having to, to be a weirdo. So many of you don't belong in relationships. So many of you want to do the same. you, Y'all just want to do the same shit. You're boring. You have nothing, no ambition. You don't have a job even. You just want to be what they what they call that. I I even know what the, the term is, but you know, they just want to be, you know, you want to be a sugar baby, be a sugar baby. But no, that's a very specific kind of relationship. Uh, So just do that, you know. Just do that. Because the problem is you. It most definitely probably is you. Because if you're getting into multiple relationships, all of them aren't working out. They're all with different people. At that point, you have to ask yourself. You got to look in the mirror. And you got to ask yourself, pardon me. What is wrong with me? My guess is probably a lot of things. A lot of things are probably wrong with you. Um, but you're probably also a finger pointer. Can't do that. See, this is just this is just. This list just goes on and on. You're probably a finger pointer, meaning you cannot accept responsibility for shit that you've done. Lame, nigga. That's an L. That is so fucking shit. You're a horrible person for doing that. Hope you know that. If you can't accept what you do wrong, and this is coming from me. Anybody who knows me on a personal level knows that the, you know, takes a lot. I'm very stubborn. When I'm wrong, I just hug it. I hug it if I'm wrong. And that's that, you know, nothing else I could really say. Um, but a lot of y'all will sit here to the day you die and be like, I never did anything wrong. 
I never did nothing wrong. It's only their fault. It's only this and that. And that's why I had to trip and fall into another bitch's pussy. You know, I, that's, I had to do it. They made me do that. And they made me do that. Oh, oh, really? For real? They had a gun to your head? I would like to know. I would like to know. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, people who think that just because you're in a relationship, you can't have friends. You can't have friends. Mm, you don't belong in a relationship. You, you have to be on your ones. Because if you're in a relationship with someone that they can't have friends, then you can't have friends. And then, of course, this is where you're going to say, well, Coco, I trust myself. Okay. Back to my earlier point, you don't trust them, don't be in a relationship. People are allowed to have friends and do other things besides being with you every single waking moment of their entire life. Why do you think that you're the, only, the universe revolves around you? What if she wants to have a little girl's name? You're worried about that. If you're worried about that, don't be in a relationship. If you're worried that she will leave you for someone else, don't be in a relationship. That couldn't be me. Could not be me. You know what I'm saying? And ladies, same for you. If you're worried that he's going out with the boys and he can't do that because you're worried that he's going to cheat, don't be in a relationship. Don't do that. And if you and if you are going to cheat, also don't be in a relationship. Because that's also a key. That's also a key thing too. Don't be in a relationship if you're if you're a chronic cheater, my nigga. My nigga, my babes, don't do that. Pardon me. Do not do that. I would like to know what like what is gained from doing that shit. I would like to notice. What do you gain from doing that? I don't understand why you go into a relationship wanting to cheat or having a side hoe. That's a lot of work. These people who are putting all this time and effort into cheating on you could be starting a business, could be going to work, get a nine to five, trap, sell drugs, fucking sell drugs. You know what I mean? Traffic firearms. Do anything but that. Like, you could be putting all that ambition into something else. Don't traffic firearms and shit like that, you know? But, like, you know what I mean. Like, you know, like, like, you could be putting so much else into other shit, and you're not. What an absolute tremendous waste of time. And you're probably a tremendous waste of space and shouldn't have been born, you know? Like, I don't really, I'm, I'm really trying to understand why you would, you know? Or maybe you just, you get angry at everything. Everything just angers you. And before you, 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 y'all me, message me and start talking about, oh, but you're always angry all the time, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, if you, you know what I do with my anger problems? I made a podcast and I put it here. Simple. If you want to make a podcast, do that. Put it on YouTube. I don't give a fuck what you do. Again, do whatever the fuck. I heard, I, I heard someone told me that if you put, crest toothpaste on a toothbrush and put it in your ear anger issues gone you know um but listen man that's that's not me that you could do that but again a lot of y'all are angry all the time and you want to go into relationships being infuriated how that how that make any sense though i would like to notice i would like to know how this makes sense everything's just gonna piss you off there's no middle ground for you or you take nothing seriously they can't have a serious conversation with you. Another reason why you can't be in a relationship. Another reason. You can't compliment them or take any compliments. Shouldn't be in a relationship. You're unwilling to compromise on certain issues. You're unwilling to listen. Can't be in a relationship. Nope, cannot. You can't do that. Can't do that.
Ask yourself these things the next time you want to ask yourself why no relationship has worked out for you. Do you move too quickly? Do you not move at a manageable pace? Is it first date official? Is it first date boyfriend, girlfriend? Is it no date boyfriend, girlfriend? You know what I mean? Is that how you move? Because if, if that's not your pace, if that's not your, your actual genuine pace that you move at and you're not comfortable with that decision, you're just scared of losing. Ooh, you're just, you're just scared of missing out on opportunity. Sometimes it's okay to miss out on people. It's fine to do that. But when you're moving too quick, you're just, you're just going to put yourself through hell and put them through hell. Don't be in a relationship. Don't do that at all. If you get into relationships and suddenly forget about your friends, your family, and people like who matter to you before that person was there, you don't deserve to be in a relationship and you should not be in a relationship. Um, because do I even have to fucking explain that one? Are you weird? Don't do that. Don't fucking do that. There's no like, because, because again, if that's how you move, that means that if anyone else comes along who's interesting and whatever, you will leave your person for that person. Facts, bro. Like, that's, that's all that's going to happen. You can't be trusted if that's how you move. If you don't value your people like that, if you go ghost, you know, like every time you're in a relationship, don't be in a relationship. If you don't know how to talk about your issues and you, and you climb up and, and you get, turn to a ball and you give people the sign treatment, that's not a proper way to deal with issues in your relationship and you shouldn't be in one. How about that? You should not be in one. If you want to play the silent game, fucking get a mime career, you dumb, ugly, fucking dumb idiot, and stop, stop being in relationships because you're bad at them. Stop that. You're not good at them. You're not good at them. Um, if you feel like uh, that you're always in competition with your partner, don't be in a relationship because that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard, ever. And you could really... Like, you probably suck alligator penis, bro. Like I just gotta keep it a buck with you. Like what? Like what? Is, what even is that? You think you're in a competition? Oh, I just feel like you're so this and you're so shut the fuck up. I feel like you're a dumb idiot, bitch. That's what I think. That's what I feel like. Stupid. Don't ever do that, y'all. Dumbass niggas always want to be in fucking relationships for no reason at all. Just don't be. You know, just don't be. Just don't. Just forever. Don't do that. You're y'all. You're not good at it. Like you're not good at it. At some point, you gotta just know your limit and be like, "Wow, I'm just not good at this. Let me stop doing that because I suck." That's fine. And just hug that L. You know, nothing to it. It's very simple. Stupid, bro. You want a Western adventure, but you also want modern convenience. What you want is Boise. We have 15 breweries just miles from Hop Farms. And our downtown is packed with more than 100 craft restaurants. We have an outdoor theater where deer walk by. Seriously. Oh, and we have more than 200 days of sun every year, which make those hundreds of miles of trails around the city pretty awesome. This is Boise, the unexpected West. Plan your trip to visit Idaho at visitboise.com. Audio Jungle.